Okie doke. So, um, <coughs> just my p particular uh, style of neurosis, preferred neurosis, but I really fret a lot about, I, w I want you all to have exactly what you need, exactly when you need it. <laughs> It's of course, each of you rather, and of course that's completely impossible. <coughs> so um, we'll just do the best we can. Today I'd like to divide things into two. Um, first part is two, two, two pieces of instructions, and the second part a, a talk about um, view and effort and attitude and achievement. So, uh, two parts of instructions to start. One is uh, to give a, li a little, slightly fuller, very brief still, instructions about if you're using meta practice um, for, the, for the purpose of uh, your base practice, for the purpose of moving in, in deeper into samadhi and jhana, or uh, karuna, compassion practice or medita or something like that. <coughs> so the first thing actually to say is here is that when you're doing metta practice f for the intention of jhana that's a different th that's a different intention than doing metta practice for the intention of cultivating metta. It sounds obvious and not not so consequential it's actually quite a big deal so of course when you use metta as your base practice as your springboard practice um, uh, towards jhana um, and that's the intention you're gonna be cultivating metta of course you are how can how can you not be even if you're not if you're doing breath or some 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 other practice and towards jhana jhanas actually have metta in them they are naturally uh, filled, imbued, pervaded by metta. I won't say any more about that. Um, but if, if metta is your uh, pra practice, for example, is your base practice, then at some point, there's two things, at some point it will, it, it will probably fork. Is it the, the love that I'm primarily uh, cultivating now, or is it the sense of well-being and piti and happiness? Now there's gray areas in the middle and you can mix those two, but actually there's <coughs> kind of a fork, and right from the beginning, um, or at some point fairly early on, you probably want to say, what actually is my intention here? Does it make sense, the, the difference? Yes? Well, if you're on this on this retreat, like I said on the opening on the opening evening, y your intention is jhana practice. Um, that's your primary intention, which means that it, it, the, even just bearing that in the back of your mind ha is having all kinds of effects and 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 kind of navigating your practice um, without you even being conscious of it. It's a powerful thing. Intentions are extremely powerful things. Intentions create our worlds. Uh, and I don't, that's not hyper, hyper, hyperbole, you know. Um, but 
Uh, so you want to be conscious about it. And then at a certain point, so, so you want to be firm and clear what you're doing. And then at a certain point, there might come, uh, for example, let's say you're, you're practicing metta, you're practicing metta, there's love, there's this feeling, there's all kinds of shades of different feelings, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, and then the, uh, but really what you're looking for mostly is, is the PT, is, is the well-being. I'll, I'll expand on that right now. So that's mostly what I mean, partly what I mean. And that when, then, when that comes, and it comes up steadily and kind of often, then that becomes your primary thing. The metta is just a springboard. Yeah? yeah? So, um, I would say, at least the way I would teach metta, and the way I tend to teach metta, is that, again, the uh, qualities, the intentions of sensitivity, attunement, recepti uh, responsiveness, receptiveness, these are all key. So why do I emphasize those in jhana? I said, oh, then if we practice jhanas emphasizing those qualities and recognizing the importance of those qualities, look how then important, how, how much overlap and how much significance and relevance jhana practice has for our emptiness practice, for our soul-making practice, for our emotional practice. I forgot to say, for our Brahma-Bihara practice. Because the way I would teach metta, actually those are really key central um, qualities. We're, we're practicing those. So, for example, um, there's different kinds of sensitivity, dis different kinds of responsiveness. But, for example, with the meta practice, if you're using phrases, may, may you be happy, may you be peaceful, or whatever. We talked about before, uh, when we talked about pegs, you know, do I need more pegs here? Do I need to repeat that same, that one first phrase a second time, for instance, maybe even a third time, before I even move on? I'm sensitive, I'm attuned, I'm responsive to the situation and responding to it by m more pegs. Now sometimes I don't need to, it's not necessary, but that's, that's a kind of relatively gross level of res I'm responsive to what I notice in, in, of my mind state, of my heart state. How loud, so to speak, I, um, I, I say the phrases inside. So, you know, sometimes, again, the, m the mind needs something really loud and clear. To, it's really loud. May you be happy. And other times it's like a whisper, you know. What does it need right now? What, 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 where's the volume? Um, how, how sparse or kind of uh, dense the phrases are, meaning, so, may you be happy. And then, and then I need to get another phrase in there right away because there's... If I don't put another phrase in, I'm going to space out. There's nothing to concentrate on. Once the mind is settled and the heart is um, open and there's all, all kinds of lovely um, heart frequencies there, may you be happy. And it might, I might you know, just have some silence there where I'm actually then resonating. The heart is really resonating in that silence with the, with the um, reverberations, the emotional f frequencies and reverberations of that very phrase. So I might not, you know, it might be, I don't know when I'll say the next phrase. But I'm sensitive. So the whole thing becomes a bit like, um, I don't know, riding thermals. You know, if you're, uh, uh, it's like, I'm so, oh, oh, there's one. I can, I can ride, I don't have to flap my wings again right now. And then maybe that thermal, I've lost it if I want to go over there. So I have to flap a bit. Yeah. But I, I have to feel that thermal and feel how it feels to ride it. You know, so all this is part of what I'm talking about, sensitivity, receptivi uh, receptivity, attunement, responsiveness. Um, I want to be sensitive to the 
effects and the feelings in the energy bodies. Like we said yesterday, you know, your energy, the whole energy body is really involved in the metta practice. So when I say a particular phrase, let's say, okay, I'm on, may you be peaceful, or going through may you be happy, and I'm just, okay, with the whole energy body. And then I hit may you be peaceful, let's say that's the next one. And I notice when I say may, I be pe- may you be peaceful, I notice, ooh, that's got a certain flavor to it or that's just got more of an effect. It's I've caught a, cur- a thermal with that very phrase. With it, The phrase produces a thermal, so to speak, in the whole chitta and, and body system. If I'm not sensitive here in the energy body and the heart, I won't notice that. Yeah. So I'm really opportunistic. Or so much meditation is about this attunement, receptivity, and then a kind of opportunism. What, what, what door is open here? What thermal is available? What can I ride? Yeah. Um, which, w- what, what has juice right now, yeah, and feel it. And then also, um, the e- each phrase might have uh, not just that one's more alive than this one right now in this moment, um, so I'll stay with that one, I'll repeat it again, I'll ride that thermal, I'll do what I need to do to just keep riding that thermal or surfing or wha- whatever your analogy is. But not only that, but each phrase, each word even, and that's another sensitive, do I need to say this whole phrase or can I just drop in the word happy? Just, you know, this is all part of the responsiveness. But the effect, as I attune more and as I become more sensitive and the energy body and the heart becomes more sensitive, and oh, oh, the word happy has a different effect in the heart than the word peaceful sometimes. And it's not just that the word happy has the same effect every time. So I'm, I'm sensitive to what exactly are the emotional tones and subtleties and frequencies that are, that are arising. Yeah? So the whole thing is like this kind of attunement to different frequencies or colors or vibrations in the energy body, in the heart. Um, and as, you, as you're sensitive to that and riding it and appreciating it and enjoying all those, um, all of those qualities, though they might be different, the happiness and the peace, I might then start radiating that out. Here, you have some of this, you know, you have some of this lovely happiness and peace. And, and the metta is deepening, because metta is actually not one emotion, it's a, it's a complex of emotions, yeah. Uh, I'm also, as I'm radiating out, bathing in it myself. I want to make sure I'm enjoying that. So I'm not losing it if I, if I uh, radiate it out to someone else. If my intention, though, is for samadhi, then all that's going on. But as I said earlier, what I'm actually more interested in is um, when the PT arises. So sometimes it's hard to distinguish. What's this? It gets all mixed up in color. But actually, we're interested in discrimination. We are really, I will qualify this, and this is one of those things where I'm going to contradict myself. Some, some of us need to be really interested in discrimination. Um, and some of us need to let go of discrimination for a while. Okay, but but basically we're interested in discrimination. But what, but if my priority is is towards jhana, then I'm actually more interested in the piti, that this wha- this real pleasure feeling, well-being. I'll, t- I'll come back and talk about that in a sec. And and that's what I want to kind of allow to dominate. So more more than the pr- meta feelings, yeah. And that's what I'm writing, yeah. Um, I mean, of course, it, it might be happiness and you're going for the second job, but that, that's, that's, that's it for meta for now, okay? Is that, that enough to be going with? So, 
The second thing I want to talk about, and I wasn't going to talk about it today, but I just hear and people I've spoken to in notes and stuff, I think saying a little bit now um, feels necessary. So, um, uh, because, because for a lot of you, it, you will need something like this. And um, I lost a... Um, you will need something like this, and in a way, what I'm going to say now will make what I'm going to say a little later today make make it have make it make sense over a larger area. So, what I want to talk about now is PT very, very briefly, and pick it up. I will say much more in in the next few days. Um, so, what is PT? The uh, a Pali word P I T I, um, ecstasy, rapture, pleasant feeling well-being. I, technically, I would define it as pleasant physical sensations or pleasant physical feeling that arise from a non-sensual source. In other words, they, they, it's not like a pleasant taste in the mouth or, uh, or someone touching you in a, in a nice way. So the, the pleasant sensations arising from a non-sensual source. I will talk more about it, as I said, but there are many manifestations. There's a big range in terms of uh, how that can manifest, how intensely, what, what kind of uh, experiences are involved, what kind of flavors. It can be uh, a kind of tingling all through the body, uh, as a kind of rapture or an ecstasy, a kind of elect almost electric-like vibration that's very pleasant. It could be a kind of just... Uh, just a sense of lightness. It can be a mixture of all these, and there can be a kind of warmth with it. Um, but the, the key thing uh, is that it's pleasant. The key thing is that, that it's pleasant. Uh, and the range of that pleasantness, both in terms of types of manifestation and also uh, how pleasant it is, is, is quite extraordinary. I'll come back to all this. As I'm just touching on this just to put a few things in now that some of you will need. So PT was like Newton Abbott, remember? Or Newton Abbott is like PT. Um, it arises anyhow. It can arise anyhow, any which way. Uh, the important thing is for you to really learn how it arises for you. Is it going to be one way? Is it going to be many ways? Eventually, it just, it's just an intention. Um, so it may arise from really just sticking the attention at the tip of the nose or the upper lip and really keeping it there and working with these other elements that we talked about yesterday about the effort and the delicacy and the intensity, etc. It may well arise. It may erupt into, into the body at some point from, from basically the focus and the concentration, the intensity of uh, energy. It may arise from playing with the energy body as we've done with the breath, and as we will touch on, you can also do it without the breath. So it arises from, as I said, just from coaxing the energy body to, to, to be as nice, as comfortable, as have as much well-being as possible. And slowly, slowly, that, um, that just shapes uh, and kind of warms up into more and more PT. Uh, it might arise from an insight way of looking. It might arise, someone was saying yesterday, it's quite common for some people, it it may arise for some people with the nada sound. I'm not even going to explain that meditation. If you don't know what it is, it doesn't matter. Um, it may arise 
just from open-heartedness. So again, how often do we think of all this business is arising from something called concentration, which means an intense focus and keeping my mind on something? People say to me, uh, uh, so common, standing outside, looking at a tree, appreciating, opening myself to the beauty of something in nature, and PT, PT arose right there. I wasn't really concentrating on the tree. Let me look at the bark. Let me. Um, they think, oh, but isn't that sense contact? The, the tree's sense contact. Actually, your nose is nostrils are sensations, sense contact. It's not that they're. It's not the pleasantness of that sense contact of the tree. What a perfectly formed tree. It's not the pleasantness of the sensations that there might be here. Um, what's happening is there is a openness of being. And that, I would say, is more primary than anything else for the arising of PT. Openness of being. The person's just there in nature or, or something else. That the heart is open, the being is open, and actually the energy body is open, and PT is, is, arises naturally. In fact, with that openness of being, PT is just something that's there. It's not, it's then something you can just tune into. So it can arise any, any way like that. Once it arises, then we have, uh, I could say, work to do. I know some people don't like the word work, so I could say, then we have play to do. Um, or you might not like that word, some people don't like that. So either one, if you don't like either, <laughs> then we have doing to do. And I know some people don't like doing in meditation. And then <laughs> if you're one of them, I think you're really on the wrong retreat. Um, uh, and there might be some conceptual issues that need, need uh, some inquiry. Um, so I'll say just a tiny bit now about what this work play is uh, or needs. I'm going to say more later on. I just want to give you just, just a little bit to, 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 to go. So now, again, you're all in different places. The primary thing right now is, where's my playground? So some of you, might, your playground might be whatever it is, the fourth jhana. Some of you are still working with the energy body. Some of you are still working with the concentration. It doesn't matter. Some of you are working on this. It doesn't matter. Um, but I really want to emphasize, can you discern where your playground, where the play, where your, what did we call it, your, your playground at your edge? Okay. This is the way we are teaching jhana on this retreat, and there's a reason for it. And I, I'm not going to, I don't have time to repeat everything we've said so far. Where's your playground? Um, can you identify that and spend most of your time there and actually marinate, really spend a lot of time in whatever, uh, let's say it's a second jhana or whatever, really, it means spend time there, hours, hours, again and again and again, as much as you can. Um, and can you develop this mastery and what's involved in mastery? So uh, the shorthand is why? Because I, I would say that's how we're going to get the most fruit out of all this, more, more than any other way of, that's uh, just my opinion, I've been through all this. So what is this work and play? What does it involve? I just want to say for now, just a, s a, a snatch of it. Let's just say for now three, three uh, play work thingies to do. One is 
to see if you can spread that uh, piti or well-being. As the Buddha said when I read through, through his uh, descriptions, can the whole body be suffused, saturated, drenched, steeped um, with this, uh, if it's a second jhana, it's happiness, if it's a third jhana, it's a kind of beautiful peacefulness, if it's the first jhana, it's piti. So if, it, if piti comes up and it sustains for uh, more than a few minutes, if it doesn't sustain that long, it's not quite ready to work with yet, but if it does, um, then, then one of the things to, to see, see if it can happen, can it just spread so that the whole body space is, is uh, contained in the PT, is in the PT, is, is touched by the PT, pervaded, etc. Okay. It's okay, I'm going to say for now, it's okay if it doesn't. It's okay if that doesn't happen. Okay. I will add and revise all this as we go on. I just want to say a little bit, like I said right now. So the first thing is see if it can spread. See if you can get your whole body involved, touched, enjoying in it. Second thing is, or the second and third thing are two modes, what I call modes of attention. So <coughs> here's the PT. Let's say, um, uh, let's say it comes up and, and, and it has spread. And then I can say, okay, where is it strongest? And maybe it's strongest, let's say, around my throat. I might not even have a clear sense or image of my throat at that point, but it's sort of in that region. I can kind of get that. I may have a sense of my throat, I might not, but somewhere around there. So mode number one is a kind of, um, li like, a, like an arrow goes into a bullseye, right in the center of where it's nicest. I want to probe it with my attention, with a narrow focus. I really want to penetrate it, get inside it. Um, dive into it. Pro you understand? Very, very spatially one-pointed, okay? But as I'm doing that, my primary intent, yes, I'm concentrating on it, yes, I'm focusing on it, but I want to relish it. I want to uh, maximize my enjoyment, moment after moment. Where's the enjoyment here? Am I letting myself enjoy it? Can I enjoy it? Like, nuzzling into it. Oh, yeah. Or putting your tongue in a, in, a, in a little cup of honey and just wanting to lick every little last bit of honey out of it. I'm not kidding, okay? <laughs> this, is, this is, don't underestimate how much we prevent ourselves from enjoying at, at all kinds of levels and through all kinds of indoctrination and psychological, but um, concentrate, yes, probe and really enjoy. Enjoy again and again and again. Find the enjoyment there. Um, th uh, the second mode of attention is a complementary one, and it's kind of like um, it, it complementary in the sense it's rather than being narrow and probing, it's open and receptive. So it's more like I can't do this. It's more like oh yeah, <laughs> just like you're sunbathing, and and you're body is just soaking up the suns and you're opening, you're opening yourself, you're abandoning yourself. Or like you're in a, in a really like perfect temperature shower with a perfect water flow and just, yeah. So uh, opening, receiving, surrendering, etc. Abandoning is even not too strong a word. Abandon yourself to it. Surrender. Open your body to it. Open your being to it. 
again, with the intention and the sort of, uh, I don't know what the word is, nudge or emphasis to enjoy it to the max. Okay? How can I really drink the most enjoyment from this? Okay? So there's two modes of attention, and we can kind of alternate in a very relaxed, sort of improvised way between, between this more probing narrow and, and the open, surrendered sunbathing thing. Yeah? There's no formula. It just, just move back and forth. The very moving back and forth is, is a bit like the, the bathman with the, with the soap. The bathman, you remember in that Buddha's analogy, you're, you're working something. Part of how it works is through this going back and forth with, with the attention, like that, like that, like that. You understand? So not really fast. Does this make sense? Not, not really fast, not all nervous. And don't worry about, oh, is now the right moment? Um, it's hard to tell in, the, in advance. It's like, if I move now, is that going to help? Just, just be relaxed and, and just play and move. In time, sometimes you do get a sense of these things, but the movement itself is, is um, shaping something. It's forming something. It's allowing something to coalesce and to build and to, yeah. So, you could have these three things, spreading it or seeing if it will spread, and then these two modes of attention, that makes three. Um, you could do the see if it will spread first. Um, I'm not going to talk much about that now other than to say it's fine if it doesn't. Okay? Just see if it will spread. Imagine it spread. If it doesn't, no big deal, but I'll come back to that. Um, okay, let's say for now it's okay if it doesn't. Because if it doesn't, let's say, let's say the PT is just around here and it feels like, well, actually, my legs just feel normal, but it's just fine. You can still do the probing and, and the sunbathing wi with it in a smaller area. No problem. Okay. So you alternate. But or you could do the alternating and then see if it spreads. Okay. So these, it doesn't really matter. Does it make enough sense to... Yeah? I just wanted to throw that out because I think it will probably be relevant for uh, some of you right now. Okay, so that's the end of part one. If we could... Thanks. <coughs> Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.